What is up? What's good? It's your boy, Big Gang, your host, JJ. And this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. Welcome in, welcome in. Thank you for joining me here today on the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. Again, I'm your host, JJ. With me today, as always, Keone. What up? I am here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. And Ryan is here. What's up, guys? You guys know the Twitter. R-O-K-K-O. Daydreamer. Rocco. Rocco Daydreamer. All right. And I am at JJ Daydreamers on Twitter. Keone, where can the people find you? I believe I am Daydreamer Keone. Yeah. We got uh, quite a bit of few things to go over today. We got news. We got a new segment people want to know. We got our trivia. Shout out Keone for doing that trivia. And then Ryan's got some draft questions for us. So let's get into the news. All right. First up, a couple weeks ago, Cam Akers, he went down with a torn Achilles, and he will be out. I mean, they haven't officially ruled him out for the whole season, but he's going to be out for the whole season. How does this affect Cam Akers' dynasty outlook to you guys, Keone? It definitely puts a mark on it because even though the whole sort of point of dynasty is to like, you have people for a long period of time, Mm -hmm. but a year without a running back, like a top running back, which is what he was expected to be going into this season is pretty tough. So I don't know if I would get rid of him exactly from my dynasty league, because now I think you'd have to really like hype him up for future like seasons. Cause if you're going to trade him, but I would maybe stick with him, even though it's a long year, just kind of like treat it like stocks, just kind of forget about him for a little bit and hope that he comes back stronger um, after the surgery or comes back, you know, pretty close to what he was um, after the surgery. But yeah, it's tough because it's a whole year of waiting and then he might not be, there's no, you know, it's going into it kind of fresh afterwards. So it is tough, but Dynasty is a little bit more forgiving. Yeah, he's 22 years old. He'll be 23 next June. So, he, I mean, he's still really young, but we just haven't seen a lot of guys come back from Achilles tears. Marlon Mack, we'll see how he does this year. OJ Howard is not the same position, but tight end trying to come back from Achilles tear. So we got a few guys to look at, see how they perform this year to see. Because the Achilles really, if you... It, it's hard to come back from because it just takes away from your burst, that step, that cut. Um, so Ryan, where do you have Daryl Henderson ranked then? The, who was the backup now going to be the starter for the Rams where you got Daryl Henderson? I have him as an RB two. I'm pretty sure he's in the, I think I have him at 20. Uh, can I just talk about Cam Akers real quick? He's dead to me. Yeah. I just want to say that dead to me. The only man that come back from a, Achilles says, will play great. It's Kevin Durant. And that's a whole different sport. Dead to me. Wow. But, but 
going back to Henderson. I the problem is that I don't think he's gonna be at every down back, so I think they are gonna use other backs. And I assume when at the end of training camp to have a, another veteran in there because there's literally no other back behind Henderson that's taking the offensive snap. I do like uh would I draft him Jones? in the oh. sixth round? I could draft him in the sixth round if he was there. But I don't think any earlier. Because I am scared the fact that when he was able to produce, they were still giving Michael Brown some touchdowns. And then when Cam Akers came back, that they pretty much cut that guy out of the rotation. So it, it's just a little scary. Yeah, it won't be all Daryl Henderson. It's going to be a committee, just like you just said. Um, so he's, he's definitely not Cam Akers. He's not going to be the top 15 running back. But uh, top 24, I think so. Somewhere in the 20s. All right. Next up, Michael Thomas. He had ankle surgery in June. Could miss half the season. Could miss a couple weeks. We don't really know. It's kind of actually shady. So uh, would you draft Michael Thomas and stash him? Or are you guys just staying away? Well, this all depends on your league. Uh, for me, if you get IRR, IRR spots, then yeah, I would draft him. I would, you know, but if you don't and you have a, a league of six, it's kind of hard to hold on to a guy that you don't know when he's coming back, you know, and especially when you come up with this anchor injury. He's been dealing with the anchor, anchor injury since last season. You know, it is, it is weird that he had surgery so late. It reminds me of a very Scotty Pippen trying to get away from the Bulls type of thing where, hey, yeah. I'm going to rehab on your time, and I also don't want to play for you. But uh, I would, if you have an IRS file, I would draft him. If not, man, it, it has to be in one of these later rounds because it's hard because, yeah. you know, he's going to have to come back, let's say, six weeks, and then is he going to come on, come back on fire? Probably not. Nah, we saw it last year. I mean, but that was dealing with the ankle injury, dealing with the hamstring injury. Supposedly he's over the hamstring injury now, but that ankle injury is still around. Is there any other Saints wide receivers that pique your interest, Keone? Um, I'll, I'll be honest. If a lot of them, I wasn't sure. I, I couldn't think of their names off the top of my head <laughs> specifically, but Traquan I know there's Traquan Smith, Smith and then... Um, Antonio get, Callaway. See, there you go. Um, yeah. But I, I, I more thought of like Adam Troutman, but yeah, tight end. he's a tight end. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting for the Saints because we technically don't even know who their starting quarterback will be, and now their starting wide receiver, or presumably starting wide receiver, is out for probably a good portion of the season. So it'll be quite interesting the saints to watch them this season. But yeah, I have to, I kind of have to agree with, with Ryan, especially since I went through it last year. Um, and we discussed it. I know last year, because, uh, Christian McCaffrey was in a very similar position Mm -hmm. of how long do you keep him or do you just get rid of him? You know, but at least we have now the, the for foresight to be like, do I even need to draft him? Yeah. And so because of what I dealt with, with Christian McCaffrey last year and also Joe Mixon, with not being sure when they're going to be back from injury and stuff like that. I probably won't draft him, but I think if you do have at least three wide receivers already before you even think about getting Michael Thomas. Yeah. 
And when we talk about Saints wide receivers, we forgot about the best one, Chris Hogan, coming out, <laughs> coming back from the lacrosse. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> my man, my man they, said, I'm done with lacrosse. Sign me back up. They also signed Devontae Freeman. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Running back. Uh, good for you, Alvin Kamara. Um, yeah, going back to the quarterbacks, we don't know who the starter is going to be. With Michael Thomas out, I think that gives the upper hand to Taysom Hill. And so Taysom Hill might be a sneaky quarterback to draft late in drafts because his rushing ability gives you upside. He might he might be on that top 12 if he plays the whole season, starts the whole season. All right, Zach Wilson, last rookie in the fir- first round to sign his co- rookie contract. He's going to play for the Jets. How do you guys feel about Zach Wilson? He is it's probably going to play the whole season. Yeah. That's that's what I can say. <laughs> Not going to be fantasy relevant, though? No. Uh, no. I no, I don't. So. Yeah, me neither. All right. A guy who probably will be fantasy relevant, Aaron Rodgers. He returned to Green Bay. One-year deal. They restructured restructured his whole contract. So, um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers will be playing. Devontae Adams got his guy throwing to him. Aaron Jones, Robert Tunyon, all those guys. Exactly. I, I don't think we adjusted our rankings like he was going to be gone. I think we all have had him like he was going to come back. So, kind of what we thought. I, I loved his press conference, man. He was just mm. a whole organization underneath the bus, except for his yeah. teammates. His own, uh, well, he did shout. I mean, when, when he said that, what, what's that what receiver? Kugamon, Kugamon, the receiver, Jake Kumaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the second best wide receiver, just yeah. NBS over the bus, bro. He, he didn't throw him under the bus, he threw him over the bus, yeah, bro. He's bro, like, right, over, right in front of, bro. You're gonna hit the hood and flip over, bro. I agree, that's true. <laughs> what they did for him, though, look, look. What the Green Bay did for him, they went and got him Randall Cobb from the Texans. So Randall Cobb will be on the Green Bay Packers this year. I don't know if he makes much of a difference there in fantasy, but if if Aaron Rodgers wanted him that bad, he's got to want him that bad for a reason. True. He's he's in uh, zero fucks given mode right now. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Yeah. So absolutely. I, I he. I mean, Devonte Adams is definitely his number one, but just if he feels like it, Randall Cobb, number two, 900 yard season. <laughs> it could happen. It could. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think it will, but it could. No. The Texans also traded for Anthony Miller from the Bears before they got rid of Rand before they traded away Randall Cobb. So, uh, you know, it's it's it is what it is. All mm. right. Last portion of the news here, Carson Wentz is going to have surgery on his foot. He's going to be out 5 to 12 weeks. Now, this is not 5 to 12 weeks into the season. This is 5 to 12 weeks from the surgery. So he'll be back uh, middle, beginning, early part of the season to middle, late part of the season. They're hoping. There's still more news to come, depending on rehab and stuff is going to be depending on how long he is actually out. So my question for you guys, what does this mean for the Colts wide receivers? You guys moving them down a bunch? Yes. 
Yes, this offense is totally different than what. And I wasn't even that high on this offense before Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. but I am not high on this offense with Jake Easton as QB number one. Yeah. I mean, man, this is unless they trade for a quarterback, there's going to be a lot of running. Yeah. They. Well, does it hurt? Does it hurt uh, Jonathan Taylor? Because I feel like there's going to be a lot more stacked boxes for him. So it, it might actually hurt Jonathan Taylor too. Keone, I know you are the Colt Stan of the podcast. I thought you yes. bought a Carson Wentz jersey for a second, but Bro. not yet. I mean, and not now, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is a a national tragedy. It's cause for mourning. And there should be an official day of grief, but uh, due to time concerns, I think we'll just settle for this. Ian, play the clip. Thank you. Shout out up uh, the late great Pavarotti. Oh, I thought. <laughs> and shout out producer Ian. Yes, thank you for make like appeasing me with my ridiculous bits. Um, yeah, that's from a uh, Pagliacci, I believe. That's famous opera. But uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm so mad now. I'm I'm so mad because I was I was in on Carson Wentz and I was in on Michael, Michael Pittman, Pittman. Yeah, and now I just get nothing. I, I, I sort of feel, I guess, this is how you have felt, Ryan, for the past few years. <laughs> if you're watching in it live earlier, I told you this hairline was prime back in the day before Carson Wentz and Buddy Yield. <laughs> you see this? This never happened before. Okay? Thank God. Being an Eagles fan, it'll do it to you, bro. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah. I mean, so you are dropping all the wide receivers. And- <laughs> In your rankings, yes. yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, as much yeah. as I liked Michael Pittman and 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 that, I just I can't have him as high as I did. Yeah, I feel. You. Are you guys dropping Jonathan Taylor at all because of the stack boxes? Like I brought up, he's staying right where he is. Uh, you know, I think there's gonna be stack boxes, but he's been doing that his whole life. True. The Colts' offensive line is still gonna be great. So, yep. well, yeah, they have a few injuries along their offensive line. They shouldn't be out. They should be back for the start of the season, but it is something to monitor. Um, like their center That's is going to be out for they'll most be of good. the. Yeah, yeah, they they'll still be good, but it, not great. You know, You're right. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for the news for today. Let's move on to the new segment. People want to know. All right, so these are going to be players. <laughs> You know, we have our rankings out, daydreamermedia.com. We got our draft guide. Second installment is out now. Go check it out. So these are going to be guys that we individually have ranked higher or lower than the consensus uh, uh, as compared to uh, the fantasy daydreamers. So let's start it off. Brian, you have Devontae Smith, 29th overall. Okay, so this is before uh, we found out about his MCL sprain that's supposed to keep him two, three weeks out of training camp. 
That's true. The reason why I, ha- I am so high on him is that he is talented, very talented. Again, broke a lot of records as a Heisman winner at Alabama. I mean, destroyed Ohio State in one half. Like, literally almost broke the record for most uh, catches in a title game. Or I think he tied it. Um, and Jalen Hurts and him are like, like that. What's that one uh, Will Ferrell movie? Yeah, first oh, and last. Nights? Yeah, yeah. They're like shaking big, <laughs> bro. You see them? They're always working out together. They're always and 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 this is the one thing I want. I'm, I'm not trying to talk bad about the Eagles, but <laughs> he is already the best receiver on the team. Just talent-wise. They're going to give him the ball. They're going to move him all around. I just thought that he's going to average eight to nine targets per game. And with that volume, he was going to be able to produce. I'm not saying that he's going to be Justin Justin Jefferson last year, but I thought he was going to be able to be a guy that you can put in your wide receiver three slot or um, put in your flex, and he can produce for you. Another thing that kind of like made this for sure for me is that when Zach Ertz hasn't been traded yet, it kind of I thought Dallas Goddard early was going to be the kind of the guy, but when Zach Ertz comes back, now they're kind of iffy. And now I think that I mean Dante Smith is going to be on the field every single play, like he's that talented. I mean, it's just you got to bet on talent at that point. And I thought he's better, and I think his opportunity will be good. I don't know, man. Zach Ertz is looking young out there. Do you guys see his blonde hair? Well, I loved that, it, man. Got that bleached, looking young. Uh, just so you got, just so you guys know, Ryan has him ranked 29th. Devonte Smith, I have him ranked 37th. Keone, 43rd, and intern Aaron, 72nd. So Oof, I would rough. almost, I would bet a lot of money, and I don't have a lot of money. I'm broke. <laughs> that he does not finish 72nd. Yeah, I don't think so either. He's too good. He's too good of a player, even coming out of college. I mean, even with the injury, I still think that's that's too low. So basically what I'm hearing is I should get rid of all the stock I have in Travis Fulgham, like all the money I've invested in him. Well, mm-hmm. he's a third receiver. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, and this is going to be a real deep take here. If J.J. Whiteside comes back and plays a slot, because I guess he's been producing in the slot a lot that Rager is going to move outside. And so yeah. Fulgham now is on the bench at that point. Yeah. And the thing I don't that, think Fulgham the thing has that a spot got Fulgham on the bench last year wasn't talent. It was that he was really immature and that he wasn't working in practice. So it's an immaturity thing with Fulgham, not, not a talent thing. Hmm. I got to track down that guy I found in the alley then. <laughs> I bought that stock from. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, uh, Devonte Smith. Let's see. Let's see it. Rookie season. All right, let's move on. Keone, Kirk Cousins. You have Kirk Cousins ranked 12th. Intern Aaron's got him 16th. I have him 17th. Ryan, 19th. Let's hear why you got Kirk Cousins so high. So I, I went and looked back at my rankings, and obviously with Carson Wentz, um, that changes things a little bit. But I also probably should put him behind Matthew Stafford. So I understand that, but I think even then because of the whole Carson Wentz things, I still have him at 12. Um, So it works out, but I think he's one of those guys that gets 
not necessarily like he's a sleeper, but I think he gets slept on. And I think the Minnesota Vikings get slept on as well, except for maybe Dalvin Cook, because he's like a top three running back. And obviously Stefan Diggs last year, because he was like, hey, I'm I'm Stephon I'm here Diggs. in the NFL. You I've arrived. Justin Jefferson. That's who I mean. Yeah. Stephon Diggs. My left. apologies. <laughs> I, I, I do like Stefan Diggs, though. But yes, I meant <laughs> Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. My apologies to the rookie record breaker. Um, but basically, um, here are some stats. From Carson, or from not Carson, I can't get him off my mind. <laughs> um, from Kirk Cousins, he finished last season incredibly strong, having eight out of nine games with two or more touchdowns, with six of those having three or more touchdowns. And on top of that, he had only three interceptions total in that span. And in terms of yards, he had seven of his last nine games, he had 270, 270 or more yards, with one game getting over 400 yards. So also this season, he starts off pretty favorably in terms of matchups because about the first half of the season, it's pretty easy. So he starts with Cincinnati, Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland might be a little tough. Um, Then he goes Detroit, Carolina, have a bye week and then get Dallas. Just serve that up on a platter. (laughs) Um, And then after that, it's a little bit hit or miss with who he faces. It's a tougher schedule because they have like Baltimore. They face the Rams at one point. um, And and. um, Pittsburgh Steelers. So those are some tough defenses, but I think he has another year under his belt with Jefferson and with Adam Thielen, and they both serve their purpose with Jefferson being an incredible playmaker. The yards guy Thielen is the touchdown guy, but they're both incredibly good performers. And you also have Irv Smith, who I think is going to make a good, have a really good year. I think this is the year that he ascends to that level uh, of tight end where he's a, like a good part of the offense. And I think he's in that sort of stretch. That's kind of comparable to Ryan Tannehill where it's like, he hasn't been like for the most part of his season, eh, but now he's hitting like his two or three years. Well, where he's getting good production. I do like the schedule. Uh, he's, he's a guy that in mock drafts, I take because of his schedule. If I decide to skip and kind of stream quarterbacks. Yeah. He is one of the guys agreed with Ryan. He is one of the guys that if I don't draft a quarterback early, he's one of the guys on my list that I'm trying to hit later on just because of the schedule. All right. And let's move on. Tom Brady is my first guy. I have him at 15. Ryan has him nine. Keone has him nine. Intern Aaron got him 11th. And, you know, I guess I'm just calling my shot. Uh, Oh, Max Kellerman, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, man, dropping the bombshell. No, no. Tom Brady's going to be great. He's got Mike Evans. He's got Chris Godwin. He's got Gronk. He's going to be really good. I just think there's going to be better quarterbacks in front of him. Like, it's not outside the realm of possibility for Tom Brady to not have an off year, but just finish not great for fantasy 14th 15th just somewhere outside the top 12 and i'm not sure his adp right now but i th- i believe he's inside the top 12 so he's i'm just not taking the shot on him this year you know last year he finished 8th the year before he finished 12th the year before that he finished 14th the year before that he finished 3rd the year before that 15th so it's i mean he's not very often the top quarterback he is somewhere in the 
8 to 15 range. And so I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that Tom Brady finishes 15th. I agree. The thing is, he just doesn't run. But if they pass as much as they did at the end of the season, it's going to be hard for him not to be a top 12 quarterback. But I do agree. Since he doesn't run, it's hard to predict. Yeah. And if you look at it, this is not an official stat, but the year after Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, he usually does do worse in fantasy. It's probably just because you play for so long into the season, your body is just a little more worn out the next season. But that's not an official stat, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Official uh, fantasy daydreamer stat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Um, Does anyone want to go next? Keone, Ryan, I could go again. I mean, we're uh, speaking of the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, All right. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on. Keone, you have Rob mm. Gronkowski. I do. Ninth. Gronk. Ninth yeah. overall. Yes. So I think it's because of the position he plays. Tight end, It's it has a lot of leeway to where if you play even decent, you can be a top 10 tight end. Score a so if he, touchdowns, yeah. Exactly. If you if you play or if he plays any like close to the level he played at last year, where he had 600, 600 plus yards and seven touchdowns, that's a top ten tight end. And last year, I know a lot of people were injured, such as OJ Howard, who we mentioned earlier. Chris Godwin missed a few games, um, and Antonio Brown was out for like half the season, or he missed the half the season or something because it was like suspension or something to that, or I don't know exactly. Something we don't remember. <laughs> it was a long time ago. We tried to forget last year. Um, but regardless of that, he was third in targets, tied for third in receptions, and had the third most amount of receiving yards on that team. So he's getting the ball. And Gronk getting the ball from Tom Brady is about as inevitable as say Ryan getting the Instagram handle incorrect. Whoa, <laughs> I got a crick last time. Whoa, uh, shots fired. Or Whoa. if you, okay, the, I, the, fair enough. Or it's as inevitable as Bruce Arians being a bitch. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good one. Mm. So I can agree with that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, I don't think he is good enough to be a top five guy anymore, but and I also think he's kind of a boomer bust player week to week, but for a season, I think he finishes top 10. And so that's more of what we're talking about versus like, if he's good week to week. So that's, that's, that's why I have him as a, as my tight end nine. Cause he's does just enough. Yeah. I, I get where you're coming from. I don't know. Like you said, if he could put it together every week, but he, you're right. He could put together enough big weeks to where he could finish inside the top 12 tight ends. Definitely. All right. Um, I'll go next. I got DeAndre Swift ranked 13th. DeAndre Swift was technically the backup going into the season behind Adrian Peterson last year. He only had 114 attempts, 521 yards, but he scored eight touchdowns. DeAndre Swift is an amazing athlete. The Lions are not a great team. Jared Goff, now the quarterback. They don't have 
very many great wide receivers. I mean, their best wide receiver is their tight end, TJ Hawkinson. Thank so, Jesus. <laughs> so I think DeAndre Swift, volume alone, is going to get a lot of work. He's got the talent to be a top running back in the NFL. It's just, does the team allow him to be a top running back in the NFL? I think so. I got him right there on the verge of being a running back one. This is scary a little bit that, what's his name? Uh, the, the offensive coordinator, Anthony Lynn, uh, called Jamal Williams the 1A and, and Swift the 1B. Because no. that scares me a little bit. It does not scare me because... DeAndre Swift is the better back. Yeah, he's better. He's, You're right. I mean, we all agree he's better, but he's yeah. Anthony Lynn. We saw what he did. Yeah, Anthony Lynn. I yeah, yeah. Anthony Lynn does scare me, not because of his comments, <laughs> though, just because he is a terrible coach. Uh, but they're gonna be eating kneecaps over there. So and I like uh, it. <laughs> you see, <laughs> you see them all doing all doing like jumpies or or the burpees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dan Campbell was doing it with him, bro. He was, I like it. Show the heart, Dan Campbell. Yeah. Show the heart. No, I just, um, I, I don't think you're going to be able to get away from DeAndre Swift. He is, he is that complete back, three down back. Jamal Williams will take some work away from him. Um, Williams is there, got him in free agency from the Chiefs. He might take a little bit of work, but DeAndre Swift is by far and away the best running back on this team. And I'm going to treat it as such. Okay. My question for you though, is because I perused the other rankings people had in relation to these picks and I'm fine. You know, you like, I, th- I think it's a good spot. You have them in cause you know, you have them like above Najee Harris and my boy, David Montgomery, and that's fine, but you have him ahead of Antonio Gibson. I just yeah. like, it's madness. It's utter madness. I say. I think Antonio Gibson has a lot more uh, people to play with. There's a lot more people in that room. J.D. McKissick is going to take some time. I think Curtis Samuel takes some snaps. Um, Antonio Gibson is getting a lot of love during camp right now, saying he's going to be a three-down back. He has the skill set, and we know he does have the skill set. I just think that that offense um, works around him more. I, I I think once we get into the season, DeAndre Swift is going to be so clear in a way, the number one running back for the Lions that he's he's just gonna be a volume play. Okay. I just needed an explanation. No, yeah, yeah. And especially I love Antonio Gibson. Don't get me wrong. I've been on the Antonio Gibson hype train, but I wanted to go a little different here. So Let's move on, Ryan. You got Saquon Barkley at 11. So, is this, is this the injury? Because, like, oh, it's a lot. Aaron actually. got him seven. I got him six. Keone got him six. Um, <laughs> for me, it is part of the injury, right? He didn't just tear his ACL. Remember, he had surgery on his ACL, his MCL, and he hurt his meniscus. Okay. That's, that's yeah. not a good start. Mm-hmm. All right. Everything you hear from Giants and him. I mean, he said, I might be ready for week one. The Giants, you hear out of the training camp, hey, we're going to take it slow. Uh, we're going to take it slow with them. Remember, this is he's trying to get paid. Dave Gelman will pay this man. 
So you need mm-hmm. to take it slow, re- build back his knee. And all those hype tapes never show the knee that's messed up. It's always the good, the good side. And this knee, if you notice that, you never see his his bad knee that he just had surgery on. You only see is the one where the quad looks huge because we're working that side out. I think it, it's his left knee he tore, so you only see the right side. What do you mean you uh, only see it? In like in like his hype videos, you never see his but, left knee. And like you know the ones he posts on Instagram. Okay, okay, but okay, okay. I'm, that's I'm, watching, I'm just saying that's weird, bro. I'm watching the camp videos. And he's not working with the team. He is off to the side with the trainers, but he is running full sprints. Well, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's getting it. back to it. No, he's, not, I agree. he's not clear to practice. No, so no, no, he, you're right. And he said himself, I don't know if I'm going to be ready week one. So all right, but it is I got actually good stats right here. Okay. So with Daniel Jones, uh, instead of Eli Manning, he's averaging less rushing attempts, less rushing yards, on average scoring less touchdowns, less targets, le- less receptions. Basically tied for same receiving yards, so I don't end receiving touchdowns. But he's getting the ball less. He's also he's also only had one game of over a hundred yards rushing. Uh, when he had multiple games over a hundred yards rushing with Eli, Eli Daniel Jones doesn't drop the ball to him as much. The offense line is bad. I just think that this is a year where everyone's talking about Saquon Barkley being back as he was before. And I don't think that that's going to happen. And he's almost with my bus candidate. I picked, decided to pick someone else, but people are drafting Saquon in the first round. And I think it's the biggest risk you could possibly do. To be honest, I know we always say, you don't win your first round or win your league in the first round, but you can lose it pretty quickly. And Saquon being a guy that isn't, isn't the guy that we remember his rookie year is a real possibility. Is this uh, Odell Beckham Jr.? coming back because Odell was amazing top of the top of the league got hurt with the Giants and just has never really been the same Saquon Barkley kind of on that same path right now top of the league really good got hurt hasn't really ever been the same oh man I don't know that's actually a good question because like now you're thinking about uh, Odell and you're like what was the difference was but I think he was Odell is a little crazier, you know, he's just on the mini side too. And I think that Saquon isn't like that. I think Saquon will be back next year. I think, I think that's when you could start drafting him again, but people have him in the first round. And I just think it's like, did you guys not see the risk you guys are taking? He's worse with Daniel Jones and he's coming off an injury. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. And it's not like you crazy low on him. You still have him as an RB one. You're yeah. just saying back off just a little bit. I understand. Mm. But so basically, I'm selling all my Travis Fulgham stock and using that to buy Alfred Morris stock. It's okay. You know, it's like it's like uh, Lamar Jackson last year. You know how slow he started, and he picked up, and by the end of the season, he was doing everything he was doing during his MVP season. But it was too late for a lot of fantasy owners because yeah. he started so slow, and I think. That is what's going to happen with Saquon. I think he's going to start really slow. And I think he's going to hurt hurt a lot of teams. And, yeah, weeks 10 through 16, he might be destroying. But you missed your playoffs because you started one in six. And it's like, you don't you don't want that to happen. Yeah, there is, there is definitely risk there. But no risk it, no biscuit. So. But you don't risk it with your first round pick. 
<laughs> second round pick, you sure risk it. I mean, you can you could maybe fix it up, but first round pick, you can't risk it. Yeah, I feel you. I, I get what you're coming from. All right, that'll do it for that segment. People want to know. So let's move on to our trivia. Keone, take it away. All right. My favorite part. Um, so my question to you all was, as a recap, which NFL player going into the 2021 season, that's that's the one coming up, has the record for most consecutive time as a quarterback spent with a single NFL team without having gone to another NFL team. So Tom Brady is disqualified, for example. He left. He left the Patriots, went to the Bucks. So he's mm-hmm. out. Yes. Um, I believe I know the answer to this. Ryan, do you want me to go first? Mm-hmm. Let's say at the same time. Okay. One, two, three, big Ben bang. Roethlisberger. Good timing on that, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little off, but it's okay. Hey, mine is, my, I'm so delayed that I hit it perfectly. <laughs> um, yes, it is. Ben Big Ben. 17 seasons. Correct. So this hey. will be, the 2021 season will be his 18th season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he drafted, he was drafted in 2005. And he will, if he plays the season, it will be his 18th. So, if he yeah, plays, pretty impressive. He's, he's playing. Yeah, yeah, he will be. Um, but I mean, you never know what could happen. But I'm sure. just saying, yes, if when he pl- when he plays the 2021 season, it will be 18 straight years with only one team. And that's pretty impressive because, like I said in the video, I hinted at it. Aaron Rodgers, it'll be his 17th season because he was drafted a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the most with the Packers by anybody. And then. Uh, also I was, I think the Instagram video kind of cut it off a little bit. So I was a little disappointed, but I was wearing a black shirt with like a yellow bandana. Mm, so like the, the black and gold. Bandana. Yeah. 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 So that was your hint there in the video. So mm. look out for those, but also we have some shout outs. So Aaron, our intern, Aaron Shouts technically out. got both parts, right? Yeah. He got big Ben and the years. So his prize will be, um, not being an intern for a day. <laughs> which basically <laughs> well it's just basically means we get to fire him for one day and then bring him back the next ah. day <laughs> um, just doesn't bring us coffee for one day that's all right we'll we'll live we'll have um, and then you do it for us <laughs> uh shout out to tammy clanton she got big ben right but not she didn't say the years so but still congratulations to you and then also uh mox Knox on instagram uh he got uh, big ben right but he he said 15 years so a little off in the years but still shout out to you for getting the first part right it feels good one and oh again (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) undefeated right now let's go all right uh yeah if you guys want to be involved in those trivia questions we're posting them on our instagram day underscore dreamer media so follow us on there yeah Look out for the trivia questions. We're also posting other stuff besides trivia, obviously. But yeah, trivia, you guys want to win something, some swag from the fantasy daydreamers. Answer those questions. We would love to uh, send stuff out to you. Mm-hmm. And thank Please. you, Keone, for uh, putting that together. Always. All right. Let's move on to some draft questions. Our own Rocco 
put together some draft questions for us. Uh, so, Ryan, why don't you take uh, this away? All right. So the first question is, is there uh, a spot that you like to draft in in 12-team league? So if you can pick anywhere you could draft, uh, where would it be? Me personally, I'm going at the end. 11th, 12th pick. I like being on that turn. It gives me a long time to decide um, like who I'm going to pick. I get two picks back-to-back almost if I'm at 11 or actually back-to-back if I'm at 12. So, yeah. And then also, like you were saying, you got to kind of take some risk with these early round draft picks. If I'm picking at the end, I just take whoever falls to me at that point. So, you know, it's like my hands of it. Hey, it wasn't it wasn't my choice. I had to take this guy because that's who <laughs> fell to me. <laughs> what about you, Keone? Uh, yeah, I, I think I would go as far as maybe like 10 because you still get a, a decent like that back to back pick, which is I like. But um, yeah, I typically like to be at the end is for the same exact reasons as you. I don't feel as comfortable early to mid. And so when I get that, um, that end pick it, I, I, I'm, I'm like, all right, I can, I can work with this. And just give that me, time. Give me number three. You guys are crazy. Oh man. yeah. I don't, maybe I don't want the first one because I don't want CMC every single time, but I mean, he's really great. Don't be wrong. Yeah. I should want him every single time, but I like <laughs> mixing it up. I like the excitement. And the pick between, you know, those top backs, give me number three. Yeah, I feel you on that. And then you're almost getting that back-to-back, um, those back-to-back picks still. What is your least favorite pick? And that's five. number seven. Yeah, five, six, mm. seven. Somewhere yes. right in the middle. That one's easy. Um, all right, our next question uh, is, while drafting, do you pay attention to bye weeks? 100%. I do. Because I think it's really important down the stretch. It's it's part of being a good fantasy manager, I think, to prepare yourself as if you're going to win the season. And I think considering bye weeks is a key way to think about the whole season, like at once. So that's why I do bye weeks. I do pay attention to bye weeks, but I don't think it is super important. Um, I'm going to pick the best players. If they happen to be on the same bye week, they happen to be on the same bye week. The Where I do start paying attention to bye weeks is towards the end of my draft. If I'm drafting upside guys, backup quarterbacks, backup tight ends, I don't want my backup quarterback to be on a bye week with my starting quarterback. Then why did I even draft him? So it, it is important. It definitely does matter. I just don't think at the beginning it matters as much as at the end of the draft. For me, 0%. Zero. Yeah. I, like, I'll write it down, but it will never stop me from drafting someone. No, and that's what I mean. But you, write, you do write it down, so it does matter a little bit. 1%? Can wow. you give me one? Okay, 2% right. milk? I'll give you two percent. Two percent. All right. Yeah, sure. 2%. Nah. <laughs> give me give me whole milk all the all the way. Okay. Nothing else. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be an almond milk type of guy. Oh uh, no. no. <laughs> I am I am a milk purist. Oh I I I fucks with some oat milk though. Mm. I do, I do. I can't lie. I'm trying to be healthy, you know. 
Um, our next question. Uh, during while you guys are mock drafting, uh, is there a favorite late draft flyer that you te- that you seem to always try to get? This year? Yeah. For the uh you know, right now I believe it's John Brown. The Raiders, number one wide receiver. <sighs> You're getting him for free. So why not? He played pretty good for the Bills the last few years. Derek Carr is going to have to throw the ball a bunch. I think John Brown is the number one option on that team. So why not take the upside? Another guy that I actually just started drafting in recent mock drafts is Taysom Hill. We talked about a little bit earlier because of his upside. Again, if he's the starting quarterback all season long, he's going to be a league winner. For moi, I think, uh, I like going with, like, I use my last pick in, in, in mock drafts, at least. I've been using my last pick to get, like, a backup quarterback or um, a backup tight end just to kind of see where I can get them. And so I don't know exactly if that's the flyer definition, but um, I'll get somebody like, yeah, like a, a Taysom Hill or like a anywhere between, like, 15 and 20 in terms of, of quarterback or say, like, a, if he – because I don't think he'll fall this or th- that far – but ideally like you can get like a, a Tyler Higby, but probably more likely I would say you get like a Gerald Everett. I would be, yeah. that would be, I think that would be better. So I'll say, I'll say Jared, Gerald Everett. Yeah. I don't think Higby's falling quite far enough, but yeah, definitely Gerald Everett is a great. I he has, he has a really good upside, especially from that late in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree with Everett. Uh, Ferkster, the tight end from the Tennessee. Um, a quarterback, Trey Lance. I, if I can get him at the end, go kind of early. Uh, I'm not going to reach for him though. I mean, it's not a big deal. I do think he might play though this season. Um, another receiver, uh, was Jalen Waddle. I liked him kind of picking it up in one of the later rounds. So, do you think he falls that far or like how far well, do you was, think he goes? Well, he was falling far in the, in the mocks I was doing. So it worked out <laughs> for me, but. It didn't. It's, I, it's, he could be rising. So none of us said a running back. Is that because it's, all the good running backs are going too early? So no one's really falling that far. Who is one of the later round running backs that you're looking at? Hmm. Like, I'm not saying like the last three rounds. I'm talking about uh, nine to eleventh round or so. Well, I guess after this podcast, Alfred Morris. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a tough one because I don't, but by that point, I'm not really looking for a running back, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Tony Pollard. Mm, that's a good one, though. I like that. I mean, I know Zeke doesn't miss a lot of games, but it seems like he's kind of going on, uh, getting a bigger role, anyways. And if Tony Zeke Pollard, did yeah. miss games, Tony Pollard would be a, a top 15 Definitely. running back. Yeah. Right. I, I like that. Yeah. Okay, and then our last question. It's about tight ends. We all know that we draft the, the first three. Uh, how early would you how early is too early to draft TJ Hawkinson? How early is too early? The fourth round is too early. Mm. Okay, let's, let's make this a two-part question. How early is too early, and when would you draft him? I, I'm I agree the fourth the round is a little early. 
I'm not pulling the trigger, but the sixth round or so. I think I, I addressed him in the fifth. I don't. Yeah. I don't think so, yeah. I'm taking him there personally, but I, I can't get mad at you if you're taking him the late fifth or the sixth round. Yeah, I think I think that's where I have him as well. Because yeah, four is a little too early. Because that's like you're taking the first three guys within the first three rounds, I think, and you maybe let either Kittle or Waller fall to the fourth round, yeah. but that's really cutting it close. And then the next year of guys. Um, it's at least another round or so after yeah. with Hawkinson, because we're presuming Hawkinson is our, our fourth tight end. Yes. I think he's my fourth. Okay. Cause he is mine as well. Yeah. I have him over Andrews as well. Yeah. I have Andrews over him, but I, yeah. TJ Hawkinson is our fourth tight end on the draft guide. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm waiting on Andrews and Hawkinson and I'm drafting him pretty close in the sixth round. All right. That's it. Thanks for everyone who asked draft questions. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, And Ryan, thank you for putting that together. So that'll do it for today's show. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, Like we said, daydreamermedia.com our draft guide is out go check it out let us know what you guys think um, follow us on instagram day underscore dreamer media on twitter at the ff daydreamers yeah anything you guys want to plug no um yeah just look it up it'll help your it'll help your uh, fantasy season yeah help yeah, yeah. Let us help you. Um, Aaron's got articles still coming out every single week. And we, as a podcast, are moving to once a week. So next Tuesday will be another episode. Be on the lookout for that. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. Like and subscribe wherever you guys are listening to this. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I guess on Apple Podcasts, it's follow now, not subscribe. But do that. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Tell a friend. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.